Hello, hello, hello. We want to say hello to everybody, all the listeners out there. This is the voice of the Minion Broadcast podcast, radio show, wherever you're listening, anchor.fm, Voice of Dominion Broadcast, YouTube, Voice of Dominion Broadcast, or go to our website, www.gamn.life. You can get these broadcasts and podcasts on that website as well. If you want to contact us, you can do so by writing us at Ward International P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California, 9030. Eight. You can email us at wardint at hotmail.com Subject line, please put the Voice of Dominion Broadcast listener You can also contact us, do our podcast on Anchor Go to our Anchor on uh, uh, anchor.fm slash the Voice of Dominion Broadcast And then you can write comments, you can email us, you can talk to us You can give us donations, you can become a subscriber They have different tiers, you can do $5, $10 a month We would really appreciate it Any donations that you give us, we are grateful for They help us to, to continue to facilitate this podcast and broadcast And our mm-hmm. conferences for the Global Apostolic Ministerial Network And you can call us, text us at 424-261-3208 uh, directly, Apostle Chris Ward, he will get back to you immediately. You can contact us that way. Uh, if you are in the Los Angeles area, you can go to 9815 South Vermont at the Duet Christian Church, 9815 South Vermont, Los Angeles, California, 90044. We have our Saturday service, 830 to 11 a.m. every Saturday, and we bring the word live if you want to come see us there. Write us, call us, text us, email us, Facebook us, Twitter us. We got it all, baby. But the last few weeks, we've been talking about the miracle power of Jesus Christ and manifesting the supernatural power of God in your life. Apostle Chris Ward, bring it, baby. Oh, last week, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Hallelujah. This is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. Uh, this is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. Uh, if you're listening on a weekly basis, last week was Easter, Passover, uh, Resurrection Day, depending on your religious inclination. Okay. And we started ministering about the greatest miracle of Jesus Christ. We went to Luke chapter 23 and read pretty much the whole chapter. There were the actual events of the crucifixion and the events prior to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ was there. And the cross, the crucifixion, the actual death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the cross where he shed his blood, for the remission of sins, for the remission of whose sins? Everybody's, okay? As long as you can approach the cross in a repented, non, and not have any condemnation operating in you, because condemnation is a trick and a lie of the devil to get you to lower your position in your own mind, to not see yourself the way God the Father sees you through the blood of Jesus, which is on the mercy seat. In the third heaven. See, you have to understand, God sees you the way he saw Jesus Christ when he walks this earth. You know, and you have all these, you know, you have all these religious uh, pre- preaching condemnation. I don't preach condemnation. I preach judgment because judgment is part of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. He judges that, that when, 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 when you get to the place, okay, where you threaten the lives of other innocent and or Christian people and the world gets cluttered with sin. And right now it's filled to the brim. It's a man stole somebody's car. He riding around with a Uzi running from the devil. 
running from the from the police. I'm not the not the devil, but the police shooting at them, driving. I don't know how fast he is. See, when you get to the place that you in danger and jeopardize other people's lives, at some point the judgment of God got to get you out to earth. Because righteous and innocent and innocent people, when I say innocent people, people who have done nothing to you to cause this to come to pass, and you threaten their lives, these people could be potentially potential converts into Christianity. And that's the way God sees them, because he sees them through the blood of Jesus. Then guess what? God is not mocked. That which a man sows shall he also reap. You can go to Galatians and see that. Guess what? It's a done deal, baby. You going you will find your way out of here pretty soon because you are threatening the lives of men and the most precious asset God has is a human life. And we have become so insensitive insensitive to the shedding of blood, innocent blood in the streets all over the world. You look at all these coups raising up and they shooting and killing people and 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 amputating legs and and all this stuff all over some religious but most of the times it's over religious beliefs or ungodly beliefs of evil wicked men rising up to try to take over the earth's realm so they can run it that's what happened when Adam turned it over to the devil. The devil started cultivating wicked men to take control. Now what you need to understand is God has created you to have dominion. Say la through the power of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, he wants to give you dominion over a particular geographical area, over a particular economic operation, over a particular social engagement, over politics in your particular area. But you can't do it if you don't understand the power that was released at the cross. The power that was released at the cross forces you to repent. And at that point, you are teachable. And we looked at, we looked last week, we looked in, in Galatians and in chapter uh, six, I think it was. No, Luke 23 is what we read last week. But we're going to look at Galatians chapter six as soon as we get done with this scripture here. This is, so we saw the death of Jesus Christ. We didn't actually see the burial in Luke 23, if we had kept going. But I want to show the aftermath of what happened. Matthew, Mark chapter 16, 1. Read for me, Alex. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? Sepulcher. 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 And right, go ahead, man. And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great, and entering into the sepulcher, sepulcher, Mm-hmm. that they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were frightened. They were scared. And When you see an angel <laughs> dressed in holy <laughs> apparel, that's scary. Mm-hmm. But I said they saw a young man, so this was, you know, that raises the question, do, do angels actually age? I don't think so. But anyway, go ahead. And he said unto him, be not affrightened, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, who which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they had laid him. 
But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he go before you into Galilee. There you shall see him as he said unto you. Stop right there. Okay. So Jesus, the, the angel is telling them they came to pay honor to Jesus by bringing precious spices, which was a tradition, you know. His body was not recorded that it was embalmed. We embalm people now to keep them from stinking, stinking all to be here when they die. If you go into a place where there's an animal that died, you go into the garage and the dog went, went on vacation and the dog died or an animal got in there and died, boy, it's stinking up because flesh stinks after it begins to degenerate immediately from the time that the, that the, that the spirit leaves it or from the time life leaves that physical body. And I don't care if that's a human or an animal. So they came to give fragrance to his body. Okay. It says here, verse 8, and they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed, neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Because they went to the place where they knew he was buried. See, so we've gone from Jesus' death and crucifixion on the cross, and actually it did not take place on, on, on Sunday. It took place on Thursday. The resurrection was on the Passover. It had to be because it had to. He stayed in hell for three days and three nights. He was raised on the Passover. He became the Passover lamb that was sacrificed. Okay. So there's a three-day period there. How are you going to say he was, his death, burial, and resurrection didn't take place on Sunday. There's a three-day period he's spending the bowels of hell for us. Do the math. Okay. One plus one plus one is three. Okay, it was only one day. This is talking about one day. Okay, verse nine says, "Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils, and she went and told them that had been with him, who the disciples, the other hundred and twenty people. Okay, as they mourned and wept, because they watched it." And, you know, if you read the, the account of Peter, he watched it from afar, the, him getting arrested and all that stuff. And he was accused and a little girl hollered at him and said, yeah, you wanted him. He said, no, I'm not. Oh, hell no, I'm not. He cussed her out. Okay. It says and she went and told him they had been with him as they mourned and wept. And verse 11, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had, and had been seen of her, believed not. Can't believe. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. Now, what other form is that? Glorified form. Jesus is now in his glorified body. That blood had been deposited on the mercy seat. Okay. And when they had told it, verse 13 Unto the residue, that which was left over, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at me. His leadership, minus Judas, who had, who, who had betrayed him and died, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. The number one reason... Supernatural miracles, signs, and wonders do not operate in the churches because people don't believe. They don't believe it. They don't believe it exists. You got preachers that tell you that was for Bible days. That was for the disciples. 
But if you if you read carefully and you go to Luke, I think it is eight and nine, you will see he sent 70 other people out. And he said, and they said they came back saying the devils are subject to us. So they had demonic power just operating on the spoken word of Jesus. Y'all go ye in all the world and preach the gospel. That's before this point. See? Verse 15 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned, condemned to death. Why? The covenant is already set. The blood is on the mercy seat. The death, burial, and resurrection was there. See, if if you believe you're going, you're going to repent, you're going to come to a place. You cannot operate in faith and continue to live the same way you lived before, which is after after the dictates of religion and all this nonsense. I got. I'm going to blow y'all away with the scripture. This next scripture I'm going to because I'm going to read out the Message Bible. It's yeah, man. We're going to uh, let me tell you what it's at. It's Galatians six fourteen. We're going to read that in just a second. It's going to blow your socks off because that's where ninety nine point nine 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 percent of all Christians live. Verse fifteen. And he said to them, "Go ye in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." Verse sixteen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Shall be condemned. What? You condemned yourself because you refused to believe the testimony of Jesus Christ. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. There it is. Now, that's the first part right there. If you go to Luke chapter 8, 9, and 10, as Jesus is, is, is authorizing and sealing people to begin their work and their ministry, okay, in, I think in that, in, in that transition there, he began to call them apostles. But they were disciples, they were friends, and then they became apostles. They grew, and as he grew, he gave them their just due for being obedient. It says here, and these signs shall follow them to believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. That's the other reason he had to die. Because until the, the death, burial, and resurrection, Man and his disciples could not have access to the power of the Holy Spirit until he paid the price and the blood was on the mercy seat. The Holy Spirit, if he had come in his full character without that that blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ, it would burn up everything, you and everything around you. That's how much power it is. It's the power of the sun with no sunglasses on. You ever look right on a really bright sunny day at the equator when it's when it's when it's and you looking right straight at the sun. You just keep looking; it'll burn the retina in your eyes out. See, and the Holy Spirit would have had to burn you up, except for the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Verse 18 says, they shall take up serpents. You're going to have some trials and tribulations. You're going to have to wrestle with some demons. Chris Ward, you're going to have to get shot in Africa. Actually blame myself, because as I was praying, I should have pleaded the blood of Jesus against them and sick the angels on them, and I probably wouldn't have got shot. I don't know. But that blood sealed me in this new dimension that I'm in and a new vision. And they shall speak with new tongues. 
Verse 18, they shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall by no means hurt them. God has supernatural protection for you for what you eat and where you go. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Supernatural manifestation of miracle power. Verse 19 says, so then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. See, the real gospel has not been preached. It has not been preached because it has not been preached with the verifiable signs, miracles, and wonders behind it. It's been a lot of talking without, without manifestation. manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is number one job after he brings you, he leads you, lures you to Christ. After he validates your salvation, after you make the confession of faith, he seals you in the kingdom. Then after he fills you with himself based on you asking for it, just like you have to ask for salvation, you got to believe you receive it. Go to Luke chapter 9, you'll see that. That was part of the process of that group. Then you get filled with the Spirit and begin to speak in new tongues. The next thing that he's called to do is to manifest you in the miracles. But if you call in unbelief, just like these disciples were at this point, if you disobedient to the chastisening of the Lord, if you don't believe, you feel with fear and doubt and unbelief like them girls was when they went, he had told them all, all 120. And then he told them, tear ye here and wait for the Holy Ghost. And he told them, it must needs that I need to go to the cross so you can get this, you can get the Holy Spirit. Because he is the authenticator of the word of Jesus Christ. He is God's muscle in this earth. And he flexes when Jesus' word goes forth with no fear, doubt, Unbelief, witchcraft, or rebellion tied to it. He flexes. He'll show up. He'll validate it. Now let's go to Galatians chapter 6. Oh my God, I'm at 18 minutes. News flash. Now I, I want you to read this, Alex. Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. Okay. Are you able to get the message Bible on your on your on your phone? Uh-uh. Okay. All right, I got it here. I'll read it then. Okay. I want you to read Galatians 6.14. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross. There's of, the cross. Of our Lord. Wait a minute. There's the cross right in the middle of what he's saying. And if you look at cross and the times that this mentioned in the New Testament, I really need to do a study, study on that. I think there's a power, this powerful revelation. And Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the, of, the, of the New Testament, was cross-centric. Go ahead. Read, read it. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Okay, now what that word, crucified, means made dead. See, when Jesus died... Okay, the world's ability to influence you from the eternal standpoint died with it. That's what he's saying here. I have been crucified. Go ahead. Read that over again. 
But God forbid that I should glory, save by the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Okay, and I unto the world. So politics, economics, religion, and social media and entertainment will not have a way to influence your mind to bring you down to a place where you see yourself as a subject of the world system. And I'm going to read it in the Message Bible here in a minute. It's going to blow your socks off because it's so descriptive. Okay, go ahead. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Okay, now stop right there. Now he talks about circumcision. Circumcision was a was a a dictate of the law. It started with Abraham. When Abraham was was received righteous, he, he there was circumcision that had to take place, the shedding of blood to validate Abraham's covenant. Abraham had to be willing to sacrifice his only son so that we could have the benefit of the grace that would come out of the death, burial, and resurrection of, of God the Father allowing his only son. See, Abraham's only son, God's only son. God had to have a man he could make a covenant with. If Abraham had to stumble on Mount Moriah and not be willing to put a knife to that boy, then guess what? God would have had to wait, I, we don't know how long, for another man to come along that was willing to have an only son and see, you know, when you made the wait for a long period of time, understand there's a season of recompense that comes and it's raining, baby. It's, he, but God has built patience in you and he's tested you. I'm 28 years in and I get tired of waiting sometimes. Of course, what I'm waiting for, the, I can't do it for myself. Only the Holy Spirit at the dictate of the appointed time for me to move into the place of dominion that he called me to operate in, I got to wait. But in the meantime, I'm enjoying the ride. I, you know, sometimes I used to get all uptight and get drama filled and, uh, I don't know. If they, you know, let mind condemnation, all that stuff come on. And the Holy Spirit told me, Chris, you have moved into a new dimension. Your promise is sealed. Just enjoy the ride. You got plenty of money to do what I called you to do right now. When I give you some more money, have another conference. I'll open up doors, and this thing is going to be a snowball. But right now, just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the relationship that you have with me. You can talk to me and hear me in 24-7, 365. My needs is met. My bills is paid. I have plenty more to put in store. What do I have to be? And the Lord said, just relax, son. I'm going to do it. And then... uh. A few days later, there was an uh, event that took place in my life. A man was saying that God had invited him to the throne room to pray, and he wanted to take my prayer request with him. And I said, what do you mean he was invited? Well, that's another, that's that's another six-week sermon right there. We'll get to that, but it's beyond your comprehension probably to understand it because you got to really be operating in faith. It's just like when you see Philip at with the Ethiopian eunuch. No, you ain't never heard a preacher talk about how he went how he was translated from one place to another, they leave that alone because they, they, it's, it's beyond their comprehension. Jesus told his own disciples, some of these things you ain't going to understand. I can't even talk to you about them now. God is a nine-dimensional God. We operate in three dimensions. So when supernatural stuff happens, we try to figure out, you know, trying to figure it out with science. You can't figure it out. How does a man get raised from the dead after his body been in a tomb for three days and he come back with a supernatural body, a body that's not even subject to death anymore? How does that happen? 
Mr. Scientist. You ain't no way for you to figure it out. It's the supernatural character God manifesting itself in a person. And you couldn't, if you had 90 million billion people standing on top of that grave, when Jesus got ready to come out, he was coming and he was going to take the 90 billion million with him. That's how much power was released because it changed the destiny of men forever. Ah, hey, I feel that. That power was released. And when you learn how to operate in faith and repentance, crucifying your own flesh and your own unrenewed mind and bring it to a place of subjection to the Holy Spirit, now you can release that power in your life, in your body for health. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Where we at? Oh, we did we finish did I finish reading that? I think you did. Okay, I'm I'm going to Galatians 14. I'm gonna read the same scripture, but I want to read it in the in the message Bible. This this boy, this translation right here just blew my socks off. I heard this and was I could have bounced off a wall. Y'all anybody ever played racquetball before? Mm-hmm. It was like God swatted me. And I was bouncing off the walls. My head was spinning. I was like, ah! Wasn't no demon head spinning. My head was spinning because I saw something in this translation. Galatians 6.14 in the Message Bible says, For my part, I am going to boast about nothing but the cross of our master. There's the cross in the middle. Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, there's the cross again. I have been crucified in relation to the world. I'm dead to the world. Jesus, when he was, when they would lead him up, when his tribunal started, guess what? He was dead. Pontius and Herod tried to question him. He, the Bible said he answered not a word. We read that last week. Go back and get that show. Go to anchor.com and get on there and go back and listen to that show that was aired. It's going to be aired on Easter, Passover, Resurrection Sunday. Okay, and it's not often that all three of those days are based on the Jewish calendar are at the same time. He says, because of the cross, I have been crucified in relation to the world. Uh Oh, comma, set free from the stifling atmosphere Uh. of pleasing others Uh. and fitting into their little patterns that they dictate. It didn't say God. Woo! You're stifling little pattern, your little religious pattern. This how we do it. This what we got to do. You got to wear purple and you got to have a chain on and it got to be in your pocket. You got to do this. You got to do that. Woo! This is powerful, man. That's a power. <laughs> how much time I got? I ain't got enough time, but let me just read anyway. For my part, I am going to boast about nothing but the cross of my of our master, Jesus Christ, because of that cross, I have been crucified in relationship to the world, set free from stifling atmosphere of pleasing others and fitting into their little patterns that they dictate. Can't you see the central issue is in all this? The message Bible said, can't you see that's the central issue? You go to the polls and you let them stamp Democrat on your head. You ain't ever asked God who, who you supposed to vote for. That's because you're African-American or Hispanic. 
You go to the bank and they make you, 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 you got a business and they want you to, st- you could go to the business line, but you stand in this long line with 34 people in there and one teller working. I don't care if I got business at a bank, whether I got an account there or not, or whether I got a business there or not. I go to the VIP line, or I sit down at one of them desks and ask them people, handle this for me, man. I ain't got no time. Be, be going, jumping through all that old stifling long line, wasting 45 minutes to get a $10 check cash. I don't even go to the bank. I have been crucified in relation to the world, set free from the stifling atmosphere of pleasing others. And that includes your dad burn family. And fitting into little patterns that they dictate. Can't you see the central issue in all of this? It's not what you and I do. Submit to circumcision. Reject circumcision. Now, this all came out of a religious. They were having a debate about whether or not the new converts that came after Jesus the people that were not Jews, the Gentile people, whether they should be circumcised or not. Can't you see the situation in all this? It's not what you and I do, submit to circumcision, reject circumcision. It's what God is doing, and he is creating something totally new, a free life. All who walk by this standard are the true Israel of God, his chosen people, peace, and mercy on them. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. My God, I'm out of time. Can you believe that? Y'all look at that. If you never received Jesus Christ, this is your time. Right now, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. We're going to go through this quick. Say, Father, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection. I repent of my sin. I was a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior. I submit to the power of the, the transforming of the cross. In Jesus' name I pray. And all to be in agreement that I say, amen. At this time, we would like to say thank you to all of our listeners out there and our ministry supporters. We thank you for your support. And if you have not become a supporter yet, you may do so by checking out the listener support option in the Anchor app. You can also go to our website at www.gamn.life and go to the donations page and make a donation there. We do appreciate all of your support as your donations help to continue the broadcast of this show. And to help us to put on new conferences for the Global Apostolic Ministerial Network in your city, and your hometown. We thank you for your support and have a wonderful evening.